welcome to the Conversations About Light podcast, a King's Cross podcast illuminating our desire to engage in lighthearted conversations that are grounded in scripture. Our hope is that through these conversations, our community will be encouraged and grow in their curiosity about light. Right, welcome back. To oh, hey, Caleb. Oh, hey. Hey, Jim. How are you going? <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, so am I. Good to see you. Good to see you. It's always good to be back having a conversation with you lovely gentlemen on this fine summery day as well. Beautiful. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Jib, would you like to ask a question? Would I like to ask a question? Um... That's the question. Would you like to yeah, ask? Yeah, well, I'd like to ask a question. <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> Fantastic. Jib's channeling mock. No, thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Well, I'll avoid the question. <laughs> this is tangential, but uh, uh, quite a few years ago, um, my brother Ben was sick pretty often, and it's often the case when you have a, a family of young kids. Um, everyone kind of collects sickness from everywhere and gives <laughs> it to each other in the family, and you all share it around for a month before you kind of get out of it. And so um, he'd shared with our, our community group that we were in um, that he'd like to uh, not get sick because his family was sick. And so I prayed against him being sick, and I was like having a real um, faith miracle, uh, faith for a miracle kind of moment. I was like, let's just You're feeling can he just empowered. can he just not be sick ever again? That'd be great, thanks. <laughs> and uh, so the next day he got sick, <laughs> and I was like, well, great. I've never had a prayer answered so quickly, and the answer was no. <laughs> That's great. I love it. I love no, how you gave such a yeah, yeah, yeah. you right. gave such a beautiful story yes. <laughs> to the question that I asked. Yeah. You're so gracious, Jim. <laughs> Thank Thanks, you. Caleb. I don't think I could weave anything as intelligent because that isn't an answer. So I don't. I just I don't, have to move yeah, on. <laughs> I, I'm more than happy to move on. I don't think it's necessary. <laughs> That's great. Well, we're currently in a series um, of Acts called Empowered, and today's scripture is basically the grace to say no to individualism. Um, So let's jump into today's reading, Acts 2, verse 42 to 47. Today's reading comes from Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 47, the English Standard Version. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship to the breaking of bread and of prayers. And all came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done among the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all, as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. Very um, popular portion of Scripture, specifically in Acts. So I'd love to hear what you're noticing in this, Jib. Yeah. Um, it's this beautiful progression, isn't it? Um, from something very practical where they're devoting themselves uh, to teaching and fellowship, which is a wonderful thing. Um, it points to the importance of community as God has designed, that we can't devote ourselves only to teaching and not to um, enjoying that with other people. And um, probably the opposite as well, that we can't devote ourselves only to enjoying other people and not to God's teaching. 
because we see a lot of greatness yeah. work out over the course of this little passage. Um, greatness, I mean, like wonderful things work working out in uh, the Spirit's work in that community, in how they're able to enjoy each other, uh, support each other, bless each other, um, and that God is ultimately glorified in it. And I just think it's wonderful. It's amazing how in just five verses so much can yeah. be covered. It's a, it's a, yeah, as you said, kind of a well-known verse, and rightly so. It's such a distilled picture of the church. Yeah, um, very succinct. Like, yeah, it's beautiful. Succinct. And and the point in this, in the narrative of, of this event, you know, it's just had the Pen- day of Pentecost. Peter gets and preaches an incredible sermon, mm. and and uh, you know, at the towards the end of this, you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This promise is for you and your children, all whom God calls. And they, it says those who received his word were baptized and added to the church. And so this is, you know, this is a very, like I said, distilled uh, moment in the church's history, the first community together, the presence of, of the Holy Spirit. It's just really very, we get a lot out of it. Like Jib said, there's so much in this, in this picture. And things deteriorate in a sense from there. If you you read Corinthians and, and Galatians yeah. <laughs> and other, you go, oh, okay, well, <laughs> some other things have happened. But this is such a beautiful moment where you get to look right into a, a really gorgeous picture of the church. Um, yeah, yeah. It's wonderful. And even if, as we see those pictures of deterioration later yes. on, that does sort of flesh out what's important here as well. Yes. Like um, in Corinthians, Paul has concerns about how people are breaking bread together, yes. sort of doing it in a divisive way yeah. and an unhelpful way. And Paul says he might as well not even do it. And so that <laughs> speaks to the nature, the way they're doing it here as yeah. well. Beautiful. And yeah, very good. Love it. I'm curious to um, hear your thoughts on, so this this portion of scripture seems to be talking about um, using the theme like empowered community, right? Yes. Uh, so we live in a culture that uh, is very individualistic and there's a lot of individualism. So I think there's there's potentially a contrast of like either looking at what an individual is in light of community mm. um, or a contrast in what community looks like without individuals. Yes. Um, so maybe, yeah, Josh, if you want to talk yeah, about that. It's an interesting um, kind of dichotomy. I think often we pit those two things against each other. Yeah. You know, you're either an individualist or you you love community. Um, you can't be both. You can't be both, right. yeah. And the, the Bible pushes completely against both of those extremes in the sense that uh, a healthy community has free individuals. You know, if you have a community full of robots, everyone's just coerced, or you no longer have health, you just have a dictatorship. So, and and the opposite is true. If you just have individuals who want to throw off and and reject all community, which is God's way, you have unhealthy individuals. The healthiest, I think, is is, uh, individuals who are individual and free and not coerced and and are in community. And so that's the best version. So I love the the way the Bible just puts them together. Th- that first line, they devoted themselves, that shows you so much. Yeah. Who was doing the devoting? It was the individuals. They they weren't coerced. They devoted themselves yeah, to good. these things. And, and we can maybe look at the, some of those things. But that gives you this picture of they are giving themselves to this community, but they're also it's them doing it. It's and that's choice, yeah. very, very, very different different very very clear picture of what healthy community is yeah do you think think that um they would have needed the holy spirit to 
do that to make that choice. Oh, a- absolutely, and that seems to be what's happened. Peter just preached. He says the Holy Spirit will come, you know, receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, the promise, and it says they received the word. So I think there's a you know the old word and spirit kind of combination yeah, going yeah. on there that you absolutely have to. This is not normal. Yeah. <laughs> this kind of communion is not normal. It, it has to be empowered, yeah. but it's a response to God's word by the Holy Spirit. And absolutely, Carol, I agree. You have to. You need God to to do that because it's not your normal individualism. I think in the West, individualism is our normal default, yeah. and in other communities, community might be our normal default to a problem where you kind of control everyone. So it's it's just good to be aware God frees us from both of those errors, and we might lean on out of one, but it's but to do this, it's it requires God's help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. nice. Jib, you're saying. Or you mentioned before how you love the like practicality, or when things are practical or logical. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how how for you? Or what? I'd love to hear your thoughts on how does the um, like believers, the fellowship, and the breaking of bread um, speak to our need for relationship and connection within this culture that we live in? Yeah, good. I think in a real, in a real practical sense, if we're all looking for our own best, only one person's looking out for you. And if we're all looking for each other's best, everyone but one person is looking out for you. And so it's a, what a wonderful thing to be in community with people who are actually looking out for each other's best as God has commanded us and God has created us for. And sometimes in our pride uh, or ambition, we might pursue accomplishments and to be able to say that I did it on my own. Um, And I think the more... I mature as an adult and um, see what the world is like, the more I see that um, no one accomplishes anything at all on their own. (laughs) And those who say they do um, probably often aren't lying but are deceiving themselves. Mm. And so I just see more and more evidence every day that we absolutely need to be um, members of a body. We need to be in community with each other. And it's not just anybody, but God created us with a purpose and it is his glory and our good in glorifying him so we see that worked out here in it's not just fellowship but it's the apostles teaching and fellowship that kind of makes us all work together and so they start really simply with breaking bread and prayers but it's it works out in awesome ways yeah that's beautiful i love those practical outworkings right so a believer who has a high view of community and a high view of in of the individual i.e. to serve and to love, devotes himself yeah. to, and let's say the first one, the apostles' teaching, what does it mean to devote yourself to the teaching of God's word? That's that's what a high view of of uh, community will do, a high view of, of, yeah, the, of the value of the individual. And when when I'm following God, it kind of works, it gets very practical. Well, what does it mean to devote yourself humbly to God's word? It means God's words over me, I, I change, I submit to it. This is like a cornerstone of this distilled, beautiful community. Yeah, nice. What does it mean to value fellowship or to devote myself to fellowship? Mm. What is what does that look like to humbly do that? Because yeah. you have to humble yourself, you know, because we want to choose our own things, but to humbly divide us. What does it mean to humbly break bread? And, and that's, again, very practical. We do it often, but really it's what it means coming back to the cross, back to Jesus, reminding ourselves constantly of our dependence on him, 
And then prayer as well. So I love these four practical yeah. devotions that they, they've got. And I think one of the, one of the commentators I was reading on, on that says, notice that prayer is at the end. Um, what a great prayer life for those who uh, obey and trust and devote themselves to God's word, to fellowship, uh, and to centering around Christ. What a different prayer life to um, those who don't do those things, i.e. some sort of yeah. crisis, God fix my problem. <laughs> uh, I'll pray. So I just love the the order, the way he noted the order of of those things. So these are beautiful devotions, beautiful, like you said, your practical things, yeah. and they have some wonderful outcomes. But um, it, it does get very practical, and and how do we f- sort of grapple with that ourselves? Yeah, good. I love how um, it is that daily devotion. It's that um, like day by day. These are the rhythms that they're going through. Um, yeah, and it it reminds me of. The, the scripture in Lamentations where it's like God's mercy is on you every morning. So it's yes. entering into this daily devotion. It's like yes. we need his mercies day by day to journey this. It's not something that we arrive. And I feel like our culture is a lot about like we, we're going to arrive to this either like spiritual oneness or what, yeah. whatever it may be. But it's like God's not worried about arrival. He's saying like no devote yourselves daily to to this teaching yeah i i noticed in verse in verse at the end of verse 46 he says they received their food and then with glad and generous hearts i found that such a curious thing it's like Mm. what does it mean to receive something with a glad and with a generous heart yeah beautiful yeah um the first thing that comes to mind is to receive something and rather than cling to it, give it to the person next to you. Um, <laughs> not not necessarily the whole thing, like but some chocolate, like, you want some chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, that's that's sort of that's yeah. generous receiving. And sort yes. of like not being this is now my possession. This is something I'm going to um, squeeze everything out of that I can. But rather like, oh, here's something. I can love someone else with. Here's something that can bless my fellowship with someone else. Here's something that can nourish someone else. So that's what I see there with um, receiving with a generous heart. I'm, yeah. I'm really glad you highlighted it because it is a bit of a peculi- peculiarity that's not obvious. Yeah. yeah, I love how you put that. I mean, I think uh, one of our bylines at King's Cross is others before me. And yeah. I think that kind of comes through in this text yeah, in great. such a wonderful way. They have these things they've de- they are devoting themselves to, but if you, you look from verse 43 onwards and it gets to what Caleb was talking about, there's all these things which are happening. The book of Acts is, is descriptive, not prescriptive. So what I mean yeah, by that is it describes what's going on. It tells you the story. It's not giving you sort of rules and laws and church rules or something. Like that. But the point is you're getting to see mm-hmm. the fruit of people who are walking God. And there's a whole list of them. If uh, I might just rattle off a yeah, few of them in that it. section. It's like, Awe comes upon them. So people who are loving God, you're filled with this wonder of God. You have a bigger picture of God, which leads you to wanting to be generous to others. You know, you, you it says there's signs and wonders. You, God starts to um, show up in the suddenlies where you didn't ex, didn't expect to see Him. Yeah. It says they had everything in common. That only happens by the empowering of the Holy Spirit. By you know, by us saying no to individualism, grace. There's grace to say no to individualism. Um, because we seeing God, we lo- we we're learning to love others. It says they were together, so there's a gathering, a fellowship at, in temples and homes. So there you have your 
you know, what's right, house church or big church? Well, this this version, the Bible has both. Yeah. <laughs> you, you go work it out. But they're glad in their hearts. They're glad and generous, and I love what Jib described. So these are all, I guess what I'm trying to describe is, and they and they get into praising praising God, and, faith, and, and we might talk about that as well, but the whole point is there's all this kind of fruitfulness mm. of a community devoted to God, devoted to each other, that kind of works its way out in such beautiful ways, and the one of the biggest ways I think is is exactly what you said, Jib. Generous, generous hearts, joyful hearts, which are sh- shaped towards other people. It's like, oh, yeah. I see God in such a wonderful way that yeah, beautiful. my individualism is less. I think less of it, and I and I think more of of others. Yeah. Beautiful. It's beautiful. That distinction between descriptivism and prescriptivism is really helpful here as well, because um, it's not like we go to this passage and make a list like, all right, or or. <laughs> blog post you know four <laughs> steps to a god-filled life oh, i better delete um, my blog <laughs> <laughs> but it's not it's not it's not comprehensive yeah. and it doesn't need to be it's more yeah. like a sampling of the breadth yes and yeah. so how do we know we're actually doing this we, we by its fruit yeah um do we have glad and generous hearts are yes. we praising god and are people seeing the goodness of god in us that having favor with all people in the last verse there in verse 47 yeah um it's not clashing with what Jesus said about us being pers- the church being persecuted and that experience throughout church yeah. history um, to varying degrees around the world and and less so here, but it's not non-existent. But what it means is that when people see the church loving Jesus above all and others before themselves, mm. they actually see that distinctiveness, the goodness of it, and uh, the church finds favor with yeah. people in a in a way that can be saving yes. for their eternal good. Beautiful. That's how Jesus puts it right, where he says, they will know you are Christians by the way right. you love each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That will be the witness. And this kind of scene, this distilled picture of the church seems like, yes, the people on the outside are looking and going, oh man, I want that. Yeah. yeah. That's what's happened. That seems to me what's happening. So just in closing, um, perhaps one of you guys could just bring this beautiful conversation all together and leave us with a, a question or a reflection or thought going into the week ahead i think i suspect in perth we have a high view of individualism and a lowish community so i guess my question would be how can you or how can i have a more biblically gospel shaped view of community and individualism like how does that get shaped and the the rubber meets the road question on that would be i think having a snapshot of this church who devoted themselves to teaching, to fellowship, to uh, breaking of bread and to prayer. So that's such a great set of questions we can ask ourselves. What's my view of community like? Is it high or low? And how can I tell that? Well, ask some some uh, sticky questions around those kind of markers that we see here in this picture of a beautiful church. Um, how can I humbly devote myself to God's word? How can I humbly devote myself in more practical ways to God's community. I can humbly devote myself to uh, centering my life around Jesus and to prayer.